Moana, Chapter 3, Moana's First Village Council. Dawn was just painting the sky from gray to blue when Tui knelt down next to his teenage daughter's sleeping mat. Moana, he whispered. Oomph. She rolled onto her side, facing away from him. It's time to get up, my dear, he persisted. There is much to do today. We have our village council. Moana blinked away her dreams and sat up, stretching her arms over her head. She heard Hey Hey crowing outside. The village council is today, she asked. Yes, are you ready? Moana rolled her shoulders back and sat up straight, smiling at her father. Ready, she said confidently. Good, Tui said, his eyes sparkling mischievously, because today you'll be leading it. Her eyes widened and she blinked at him. Was he serious? Excitement flooded through her. This was her chance to prove she'd be a great chief. She'd been training under her father for a while now, learning how to find the best place to dig a new store pit or to judge which fields would be most plentiful. Her favorite days were when they visited the coral gardens. She spoke to the women harvesting shellfish and crabs, but her father never, never tarried long on the shore and would rush her away as soon as possible as if he thought the waters of the lagoon still tempted her. He needn't have worried, however. Moana loved the village with all her heart and purposefully focused her energy on learning more about it, figuring out ways to help it thrive. She did not let dreams from before distract her. Now, she actively avoided the ocean. She had spent her time trying to absorb as much as possible about her father's chiefly duties. It seemed there were more and more problems facing the villagers these days, from lack of rain to livestock getting lost in the forest, and her father came up with many creative solutions. She attended plenty of village councils, but she'd never gotten to lead one. Her eyes sparkled as she grinned at her father, chucking her under the chin. Tui smiled at her. You'll be great although you may want to fix your hair. Moana's hands flew up to her head where the black strands were knotted in a wild tangle. Hey, she said, at least I don't sleep on my face. Tui rocked back on his heels, laugh lines joining the creases on his cheek from his sleeping mat. Good point, he said. Well, I'll go wash my face so you aren't ashamed to be seen with me. You're lucky. At least you have your mother to help you get ready. Pulling a comb through her hair, Moana smoothed it into waves and stood and shook out her muscles, warming up for the day. She could do this. She was ready. She hoped. Snort, snort. A pig's round snout nosed against her legs as she stepped out of the folly. Good morning, Pua. Moana said in greeting as he flopped down next to her. The pig rolled over expectantly, his feet dangling in the air, pale stomach exposed. 
All right, all right, Moana said, kneeling next to him and scratching his tummy. Pua grunted in delight, wriggling his body back and forth under her hand. What do you think? Am I going to do a good job today? The pig wagged his tail and hopped up, resting his front hooves on her. All right, let's go, Moana said, leading the way. In the council fale, Moana found her mother tucked into an alcove behind a curtain. A formal dress was carefully laid out in front of her. Hello, dear, Sina said, kissing Moana on the forehead. She wrapped the dress around her daughter, tightly fastening the woven tiers of dyed reeds over Moana's usual skirt and top. Moana brushed her fingers over the deep reds and pale yellows of the dress, admiring how much work had gone into it. Clearly, her mother had taken exceptional care that Moana be attired perfectly for her first trial as a leader. She took a shallow breath, even if the dress was a bit constricting. As Sina turned to get the ancestor's headdress, Moana's eyes caught the lagoon in the distance, the blues of the water seeming extra saturated in the sunlight. Now was not the time to be thinking about the sea. She needed to focus. Moana ducked her head out of the reflecting light and reached up to yank down a shade. The stiffer materials of the formal dress made it hard for her to maneuver, but she stretched up on tiptoe and the reed shape unwound with a snap, blocking the view. From beyond the curtain, Moana could hear the banging of drums, letting everyone know the council would begin soon. She wondered how many would attend that day. Her mother positioned the headdress on Moana's head and tied it tightly in the back, then spun Moana to face her. You know what I'm going to say, Sina said, her voice serious. Moana nodded. Left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, shake and freeze. Sina called out, and Moana bopped her head as instructed, ending with a huge waggle before holding still. The headdress had stayed put throughout, and Moana and Sina shared a victorious look just as Tui shoved the curtain aside and burst into the small alcove. Pausing, Moana's father eyed her with pride then dove forward and grabbed hold of her hand. Let's go, let's go, he said, tugging her toward the curtain. Left, right, left, right, up, already did it, Sina cut in. Nodding, Tui swept the curtain back and hustled Moana out of the main area to the council fale. In her peripheral vision, she caught the movement of the drummers along the side wall, their mallets rising up and down, like the ocean's waves rolling toward the shore. Moana gulped, a sudden burst of nerves overtaking her. She tried to quell the butterflies that were zooming around her stomach, focusing on the line of mats her father was steering her toward. Please let me do a good job, she thought, or at least not do something to totally embarrass my family. All the council members were standing next to their mats, respectfully waiting for her father to take his place. Unfortunately, Moana's usual spot was taken. Hey, hey, Moana whispered, 
surreptitiously trying to nudge the rooster off her mat with her foot. Even with her toes digging into his feathers, the chicken seemed completely unperturbed and refused to budge. You gotta move, hey, hey! Next to her, Moana's parents settled onto their mats. Sina then glanced up at Moana, wondering why she wasn't joining. Realizing her daughter's predicament, Sina nudged Tui, who immediately shooed the rooster away with his battle axe. Hey, hey barely seemed to notice, slowly sauntering off as if distracted by something else entirely. As she eased down onto the mat next to her parents, Moana's stiff dress poked into her waist. She tried to project a sense of calm confidence, but her fingers rubbed nervously over the grooves of the mat. Pua trotted over and lay down next to her, seeming to sense she needed a friend. She looked down and smiled at him gratefully. Holding his staff aloft, Tui slowly lowered it, indicating that everyone else could sit down as well. A tremendous rustling ensued as the council and people gathered took their seats. Just how many people were out there? Moana couldn't see very far into the audience since all the Fale's shades were lowered, but Grandma Tala's encouraging face was front and center, which made Moana feel a bit better. All the drums fell silent. Tua turned to the audience, but before he could speak, the village announcer burst out. People of Montanui, Chief Tui, he cried, sweeping his arm toward Moana's father. Thank you, Tui began, but the announcer wasn't done. Of Montanui, he finished, throwing out his other hand in an extra flourish. Thank you, Tui said firmly then addressed the crowd. As you know, one day Moana will lead our people. That is why I have asked her to lead her first council today. With a large smile, he held out the battle axe. Make us proud, he whispered, his eyes gleaming. Moana returned his warm smile and closed her fingers around the axe handle, the straps around it making it easier to grasp, despite her sweaty palms. She looked out at the expectant faces in front of her. Moana of Montanui, bellowed the announcer, startling her so much that the axe slipped, nearly slicing off Pua's snout. Grunting in alarm, Pua backpedaled a few steps as Moana clutched at the axe to get it back under control. She glanced at her father, who pantomimed taking a deep breath. Moa inhaled, and exhaled slowly before turning back to the crowd. I am very honored today to be here today. A ray of sunlight bounced off the water and glinted in her eye. Moana twitched. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get it started. I mean, let's begin. Finding Grandma Tala nodding at her, Moana took another deep breath. Who wishes to bring something before the council, she asked. The fale fell silent, the only noise, the rustling of skirts as villagers shifted in their seats. Scanning their faces, Moana wished desperately for someone to speak up. 
Thankfully, one of the villagers raised her hand. Yes, Vila. Please go ahead, Moana said. Hi, Moana. Vila, one of the sweetest singers in the village, rose. Fa'amalo, on leading your first council. My question is about the chicken behind you. There was a stir as a other villagers moved to look at Heihei, who was pecking in the air. He uh, seems to lack the slightest awareness and or minimum intelligence required for basic self-preservation. Would it be more humane to just cook him? Thank you. Moana stole a peek at Heihei, who is now walking straight into the folly wall over and over again. Well, sometimes our strengths lie beneath the surface, far beneath in some cases, Moana began. But I bet there's more to Heihei than meets the eye. Heihei, having given up on exiting the folly through the wall, had just wandered over and attempted to sit on the chief's battle axe. Moana awkwardly nudged him away, continuing her thought. And I know I'd miss him if he was gone, or eaten. A few of the villagers chuckled lightly. Tui caught Moana's eye and smiled, clearly pleased with her answer. She let out a small sigh of relief. This was going well. Moana saw another hand rise in the crowd. It belonged to Taumuamua, one of the island's farmers. Yes, Moana asked. Taumuamua got to her feet. It's the harvest, she said. This morning I pulled the taro from the ground and... Digging into a basket at her side, Taumuamua raised up a handful of taro roots, their ends rotted and black. The villagers leaned forward to peer at the vegetables, then swung in unison to face Moana. Out of the corner of her eye, Moana could see that even her father was looking at her expectantly, waiting to hear how she would respond. We will separate the diseased crops from the rest and find a new field. Moana turned and scanned the map of Matanui on the large tapa cloth behind her. Here, she pointed at unclaimed farm area on the north side of the island. Taumuamua retook her seat, dropping the diseased plants back in her basket as the villagers near her nodded approvingly. Tui and Sina exchanged proud looks. Moana's heart soared. Anyone else? The fale was quiet. Nodding, Tui moved to end the meeting, reaching for the battle axe. Suddenly, Grandma Tala coughed. What about the fish? The older woman asked. She pointed toward a fisherman on the other side of the fale. Lasalo, tell him. A dour fisherman, Lasalo's face was earthy brown from years in the sun out on the boats. He shifted uncomfortably on his mat before standing up. Oh, um, yes. There is a problem with the fish. Lasalo's voice croaked slightly. The nets in the East Lagoon are pulling up less and less. Then we will rotate the fishing grounds, Moana said boldly. 
With a quick nod, she looked out, waiting to hear the next issue that needed her attention, but Lasselo remained standing. Uh, we have, he said, no fish. Oh, then we will fish the far side of the island. Moana moved to the map and pointed at the waters on the opposite side of the mountains. Tried, Lasselo replied flatly. Picking up a charred stick, Moana drew a mark over the spot, then shifted to the west. The west cove? she asked. Worse, Lasselo grunted, and Moana crossed that off as well. Tide pools? Her stick hovered over them, hopefully. Worse. The windward side, she began, but Laszlo cut her off. And the leeward side, the shallows, the channel, we've tried everywhere, he said. Moana drew in a deep breath, wondering what else to suggest. If there's no fish, what are we going to eat, someone muttered. It's almost the rainy season, another person chimed in, worried. More and more villagers expressed their concern, talking over one another. Soon, the folly seemed to erupt with a sea of noise and panic, a stark contrast to the silent from moments earlier. Tui stood and gestured for the villagers to calm down, doing his best to mediate the situation. But Moana's mind was elsewhere. She squinted at the map, focusing. She remembered something her father had once told her. Every problem has its solution. There had to be one here. She thought hard as she stared at the map. All the waters between the island and the reef had been crossed off. The lagoon's resources seemed to be tapped, but... Suddenly, it was clear. There was something they hadn't tried yet a place where there were bound to be more fish. What if we fish beyond the reef, Moana proposed, tapping the map with the axe. The villagers quieted down in surprise, hundreds of eyes turning to her as one. The heaviest gaze of all belonged to her father. Reaching over, Tui firmly lowered her hand, axe and all. No one goes beyond the reef, he said, his tone calm but final. I know, but if we have no fish in the lagoon, Moana began. Moana, Tui rumbled, his voice getting louder. The villagers looked from Moana to Tui. Clearly, this village council had taken a turn. Sina stood, getting ready to intervene. And there's a whole ocean out there, Moana continued. It seemed like the only option they had left if the fishermen had really tried everywhere else. We have one rule, Tui said, his voice bristling. An old rule when there were fish, Moana countered. When the situation changed, they had to adapt, right? That was part of being the chief coming up with solutions, with viable new ways of doing things. Her father exploded, his cheeks puffing up in anger. A rule that keeps us safe instead of endangering our people so you can run right back to the water, he shouted. 
A tense silence dropped over the folly, as though everyone was holding their breath, unsure what to do. Moana stared at her father, then looked around at all the gaping expressions in the crowd. Feeling a surge of anger and embarrassment, she turned to leave. Her face hot, she fled from the folly, feeling the weight of the headdress now more than ever. She wondered if there had ever been a more disastrous first village council in all of history. Come back tomorrow for The Story of the Village Heartbeat, another Oceana folktale. <laughs>